Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Wow, anybody ready to jump into the Word? You know, I, uh, I am excited about what God is building in this place. And uh, we, are, we are on a journey into the heart of God and in the momentum of God. And how many people know that God's doing a lot, but he's got more in store? That he, that he is in the business of taking us from glory to glory. And God is moving. Can I get an amen to that? <laughs> That, that we, you know, we stand up here and we say it over and over again on purpose because the testimony is powerful. The testimony releases momentum, but, but we're not even a year old yet. But in the last year, we've had somebody who was on their deathbed in the hospital. The team prayed for them, and the next week they showed up at church. Come on, that's, that's some good breakthrough right there. We've had dozens and dozens of people healed of severe food allergies. We had that boy where he was asleep during worship and he felt the hand of God come and take out the severe lactose intolerance. We've had, we've had cancer disappear. We've had marriages restored. We've had Muslims give their life to Jesus. We've had atheists give their life to Jesus. We've had Jehovah's Witnesses encounter Jesus, had skin conditions disappear. We've had God doing a whole lot of really good stuff. And, and, and if that's what God is doing now, the real question is, what is he getting ready to do? Because his desire is that he takes us from glory to more glory. So the real simple story is this. If we don't stop, he's not going to stop. <laughs> because it's this, this, this revival thing, this God showing up on the earth, this God touching lives, changing families, restoring marriages, healing hearts. God doing all of that was on his heart way before it was on our heart. Amen? That, that we, are, we are striving to enter into God's story, not, not to get God to enter into our story. But when we step into God's story, guess what happens? We, it's all enveloping. So the result is God steps into our story. Well, that was a good word right there. I might just preach that tonight. That wasn't the message, but thank you, Jesus. I could get carried away on that one. But it's, it's true, is it not? And as we partner with God, that he's going to keep, keep, keep on moving. That God is just looking for a place for his spirit to rest. We don't have to convince God to come. His heart has been tearing and his heart has been breaking to move on his people. All he's looking for is the people that are willing. That will say, yes, Lord, here I am. Come here and send me. Thank you, Jesus. So tonight, I want to talk about being invested in glory. <laughs> Aaron's excited. Eddie's excited. My dad is excited. Listen, I can work with that. <clears throat> I'm going to preach to these three guys right here. And 
you can join in the party if you want to. But listen, I want to talk about being invested in glory tonight. Because, because what you invest in is where you get your return from. <laughs> that where you invest is where you get your return. And, and we are in this place of momentum. And when you're in this place of momentum is not the time to take your foot off the gas. It's the time to press in more. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian Houston uh, Hillsong, he's got this message. That, Take advantage of your advantage. Listen, when you have a point of advantage, that's the time to press in more. Come on, if, you're, if the enemy is, is, is backpedaling, that's the time to press in more. If he's off balance, that's the time to come in for the attack. That's the time to get more aggressive, <laughs> to get more engaged. That's the time to praise higher, to believe greater. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to take advantage of the advantage. The Bible also says that tells us to pray for rain in the season of the latter rain. When it's, when it's raining is the perfect time to ask for more rain. Because what we don't want to do is, is revisit the cycle where we have we have God. You read about this in the Old Testament. We have God, but then we forget the things that got us there. And then all of a sudden, years go by, the well runs dry, and now we're in a famine. We're, we're in a dry place, and we're like, oh, right, we should call out for more of God again. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Listen, <laughs> that's not what we want to do. That When it's raining is the time to ask God to increase the rain. Listen, breakthrough releases more breakthrough. So when, when it's breaking through is the time to press in for more. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> if, if, if people are getting up out of the hospital coming to service, what happens when we go in and start clearing out hospitals? Glory to glory. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know, oh my goodness. We've had so many... People in the new age get born again already this year. Yeah. You know, you know they're, they're spiritually hungry. They're just looking for the Father. When they, have, when they have an encounter with the source, then they're all in. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, and one meets the father, and then they go and get their friends and say, you need to come and experience what I just experienced, and more come. And they meet the father, and they get born again, and on and on and on. Because breakthrough releases more breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to talk about investing our heart, our time, our energy into glory. Because... We're giving, our, we're giving our time, our heart, our energy to something. So we might as well give it to the thing that's going to reap the greatest reward. Because glory is eternal. Amen? The Bible, the Bible says it this way. Where your treasure lies, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure lies. But the reverse could also be true. That where your heart is, is where you're going to find your treasure. So I wanna, I'm inviting us to all 
to all step into this place of investing more into what God can do through a, a company of people who are all in, who are given, who are going to worship and keep on worshiping until the breakthrough comes. Thank you, Jesus. The breakthrough that we want, that we want to see. Because the question is this, what are we dreaming for? Anybody in this room have a big dream? Like a, like, like a God dream. <laughs> I'll try to get anybody in this room have a God dream? Like, like anybody can believe for God to do big things. Like we can believe for God to do big things. The, the, the question is, does our process equal the promise? Are we doing what's going to get us to where we're dreaming? Oh, man, I'm starting to get excited. I just read it, but Matthew 6 says this, Do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Glory is internal. Investi investing in the glory sets you up for eternal return. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You know, last week, I talked about this, this small shift that makes the biggest difference. I talked about the rain spout and how if the spout is off only four inches, it goes dry. But it doesn't, it doesn't take this life-altering shift. It doesn't take hours of fasting, hours of prayer. It doesn't take, uh, the, the rain spout doesn't need to be reformed. It doesn't need new material. It simply needs to what? Move over four inches. And there's, there's some shifts, simple shifts that we can grab a hold of that change everything. And we talked about... We talked about Colossians 1.27, that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Tim mentioned it earlier. It's Christ in you, not just hope, period, not just man's hope. It is a particular heaven type of hope. It is the hope of glory. And it's Christ in you that is desiring to move through you to introduce the world to the reality that there's a glory realm. How many people know the Bible says that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation? Literally to restore all things back to the way they were supposed to be in the beginning, in his original design, by his original creation. We've been given this ministry of reconciliation. But guess what? That only works if we're introducing people to glory. I'm just going to preach. You can come along with me if you want to. Listen, listen, if we're not introducing people to glory, then what are we reconciling them to? To our ability? To our system? To our processes? Like, hey, join my club? The self-help group? No! We're introducing people to the reality that there's a glory realm. Father, I thank you. I, I don't know why I'm going, but Father, I thank you for your authority over deafness in the room right now. 
Oh, I whoa, shada baba kiri. Listen, uh, <laughs> I know why. Because those who have ears to hear, let them hear. <laughs> whoa, so Father, literally, I thank you for authority over deafness and tinnitus right now in Jesus' name. Whoa, Father, if you have any hearing loss, any tinnitus, just put your hand on your ears right now. Father, in the name of Jesus... We thank you for your authority, and I command that to pop right now in Jesus' name. I command all blockage and hearing to pop right now, to go, to disappear. Deafness flee in Jesus' name. Let hearing be restored, Father, in the natural and in the spiritual, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. The, <laughs> It's our job to introduce people to glory. There's an investor is looking for equity. <laughs> like, like, what do I get? What do I receive for my investment? An investor is looking for ownership in the process and ownership in reaping the re rewards. But you know that your equity is in proportion to your investment. <laughs> Listen, if I give a little, this side of the room always makes me work. <laughs> hey, I love you guys. I just want you to know, I'm, you guys are awesome. I love you. I could use some love in return. I'm just saying, we're like, we're in this together. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to have fun when I preach. But listen, if you invest a little, you get a little in return. But if you invest much, I got my eye on you. Listen, if you invest much, you get much in return. How many people want to reap a huge reward in the kingdom of heaven? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we are not going after participation awards. <laughs> we, live, we, live in, we live in an hour where this, like, a, you know, it's a topic. You know, it's a discussion. Like, are participation awards good for kids or not good for kids? You know, a participation award. You get an award just for showing up. <laughs> you, get, you get an award just because you were there. You're in the team photo, so you get an award, right? It doesn't have anything to do with any accomplishments, how, about how hard you train, if you worked, if you excelled, right? You're just like, yeah, you were there. Here's your reward. But listen, how many people know that when you get to heaven, you don't want to hear, well done, good and faithful? Your, your, your lifetime church attendance averaged 3.2 weekends a month. Well done. <laughs> Listen, we're not going after participation awards, amen? Listen, what do we, what do we want to hear? Well done, good and faithful servant. You want to hear, well done, you loved like Christ loved. Come on, well done. You gave when no one else was giving. Well done. You believed greatly. Well done. You took risks. Well done. You loved me with your whole heart. Well done. You preached boldly. Well done. 
You led many of my children back in a relationship with me. Come on. That's what you want to hear. Well done, good and faithful. Enter into your reward. <laughs> Come on. I want, to, I want to invite us to invest into glory. Because where you invest is where you're going to get your return. I don't know about you, but a big return in glory sounds like a great idea to me. <laughs> like God coming in greater ways. Like the presence coming where people just, just step in the building and start weeping. Now listen, why can I say that? I can say it because I have a dream. And listen, it's not an empty dream. It's not a pipe dream. It's the dream of the nearness of my father. Because that is who he is and that is what he does. Look, when he draws near, people can't help but run to his feet. I have a dream that not just hundreds but thousands are going to get saved. And, and hundreds of thousands are going to get born again. I have a dream that the presence of God will rest in our midst, in our worship, so that everybody who walks in the door with any sickness, any disease, any brokenness, leaves completely whole. And it's not a pipe dream. It's a kingdom dream. It's the reality of God dream. And I've shared it. I shared these stories many times, but listen, this isn't, this is, we've experienced great measures of this stuff, and there's always more to come. I've shared in the healing rooms, uh, uh, the popcorn day, when 15 people were healed of deafness in five minutes. Why? Because our Father was there. Jesus was there. Jesus was there. And breakthrough releases more breakthrough. And, you know, it's amazing is that that was the first day it happened. This was years ago. It was the first day it happened. Fifteen people. It was like watching a wave of faith go through the room. One deaf person, their ears popped open. I told this story the other week. It started with two kids praying for a leg to grow out. And the leg grew and... Faith, you could feel it, like erupting. It was like a breath of faith came in the room. <gasps> Anything's possible. And on that, a deaf person, their ears popped open, and other deaf people in the room saw that. And it was like the breath of faith expanded. And it went through the room, pop, 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 pop. Fifteen people. But that wasn't the last time it happened. <laughs> it became a regular occurrence. Thank you, Tim, for being excited. There was days where 12 people, deaf people would be healed, 10 deaf people would be healed. This became a regular occurrence. Why? Because his heart is to take us from glory to glory. Thank you, Jesus. You know, devotional Christianity is, listen, it's supposed to be our foundation, but it's not supposed to be our high place. And what do I mean by that? I mean, you know, that I, you, you spend 10 minutes in the Word before you, you start your day. You know, you listen to Christian music in the car on the way to work. Like, 
You know, you, 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 your foundation, spending time with God every day is key. And, you know, the, we're all busy. You got 10 minutes in the morning. Take it. Like, you know, get in the Word. Read a couple verses. But listen, that is supposed to be our foundation, not our mountaintop experience. Like, that isn't, that isn't the apex of the Christian life. Oh. Oh, I'm starting to feel fire right now. Listen, that isn't the apex. I'm, I'm, I'm saying do that because it is the foundation. Of course. Do that. Stay in the word. Pray. Listen to music while you're, Christian music while you're driving to work. Do all that, but it's not the apex. And again, the question is, does the process meet the promise? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> because what are you dreaming for? Because listen, if you're dreaming for hospitals to be cleared out, and we've seen hospitals cleared out. If you're dreaming for hospitals to clear out, listen, maybe 10 minutes a day isn't enough. <laughs> Look, maybe the Bible app on your phone that like pops up a verse every day at the same time. Like, yep, I read the word today. Look at it. I have it on my phone. I like it. It talks to me. <laughs> it, <laughs> last Saturday at 8, at 8, at 8 45 p.m., right, just after our service, the verse I preached last Saturday popped up on my phone. I'm like, thank you, Father. Confirmation. Look, I'm not saying don't do that stuff. I'm saying don't let that be your mountaintop. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Because God wants to release huge returns. He's just looking for those who are invested. Because oh. we're going to continue to see God move through the New Age community. We're going to continue to see God touch people of other faiths and other beliefs because he's the true father. We're going to see him restore marriages supernaturally and get people off of deathbeds and can't see cancer cells dissolve. We're going to continue to see God move wonderfully. And you can come along on this journey. He's looking for those who are invested. This is, the, it, it can't just all be... I spent 10 minutes with God. Yes, don't, don't neglect, neglect the 10 minutes. If you have it, take it. But, there's, but there's, there's this thing, there's an exponential return. And when you, when you double your 10 minutes, you don't just get double return, you get exponential. And when you double it again... Whoa, something happens when you, you spend an hour with God. Something happens. Something happens. You start to slip into the realm where like, oh, now I'm not just hearing about cancer disappear. I'm seeing cancer disappear. Something happens when you spend an hour and a half with God. You're not just hearing about New Agers getting saved. You're the one leading them to Jesus. 
Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Listen, I tell you, I, t- I don't know why I'm going here. I'm just, I just, I have to, I don't know. Something happens. Listen, there's a threshold. If you spend three hours with God, something breaks. Oh, man. Is that okay? <laughs> thank you, Jesus. We need to have times where we press past the usual, where we press past the mundane. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We have to have times where we're paying a price, where we're sacrificing, where we're actually investing into something. Listen, if we want to break the mold, we have to pray mold-breaking prayers. Come on, when's the last time you prayed a mold-breaking prayer? Like, break this box, God, do the impossible, do more than I can think or imagine. Come and show up and change lives, God, and do it now. I want your fire, I want your increase. Baptize me again, baptize me fresh. I need new fire, because I'm the one that's going to step out and pray for the new ager and the Muslim. I'm going to invite my neighbors to church. God, come with a fresh wind, come with an increase, God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not, I don't just want a participation award. I want to, I went after your glory award. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, the invitation isn't to just to come to church because of what's happening at that place. Like, don't come to church because like, oh, I want to come because I hear there's good stuff happening. No, Come, let God draw you because the mentality is what can happen together? What can can we accomplish together as we all press in? That was such a good word right there. I'm just going to have a drink. That was a good word. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> now listen, <clears throat> now listen, uh, you know, we talk about spending an hour, spending three hours with God. That, that stuff is all true. But I also, I also want you to hear that it doesn't, not everybody is in that place and not everybody is in that season and in that moment. But God is into the investment of the heart. And God, God knows what you have to give. Amen. And we all have the ability to invest. <clears throat> in, in Mark 12, it's the story of the widow. And Jesus was watching the offering go in, and many rich people gave much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which makes a quadrant. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. That Jesus highlighted her. Now listen, sometimes your 10 minutes is your treasure. Listen, there's, you know, there's single moms in the room. You got three kids and you're like, you're, you're like pulling your hair out just trying to make it through the day. <laughs> Maybe your 10 minutes is your treasure. God knows. God knows. But it's your investment. 
Well, because he, that 10 minutes for that single mom might get a greater reward than an hour for someone else. Because God knew they had more than that to give. Now, here's the other thing. It, listen, we're going after God shifting a region. We're going after God shifting a region. But you preach like this, and, and the, the reality is that it, it all doesn't have to happen at once, in a moment. We're in this for the long haul. Yeah, if you haven't realized, we're in this forever. Like, even after you die, like for eternity, it's never going to stop. It just keeps going. Listen, hey, did you know this is the pre-party? <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Listen, <clears throat> now I've seen it. I've seen it. People will throw all their eggs into one basket, and then God doesn't move the way they were thinking in that moment. And then they let hope deferred come in, and they stop pressing. Listen, God is doing crazy, amazing things, and he's going to continue to increase. But success looks like we took more ground today. So that tomorrow we could take more ground again. And the next day we could take more ground. And we come into worship, and his presence comes more. And we come in the next time his presence comes more. Come on, that success is that we take ground. That we go forth and take dominion. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, the Bible calls us co-heirs. In Romans 8, the Bible says that if we, were ch if we are children, then heirs. And if heirs, then co-heirs. Co-heirs with Christ. That's crazy. Like, I don't know if that just sunk in what I just said. And who said it? The Bible. <laughs> it says that not just children, which that right there should make our heads explode. We are children of God. But it goes on, and it says, if children, then heirs. Whoa, wait a minute. I have an inheritance? Listen, and doesn't stop there. It says, if heirs, then co-heirs, or joint heirs, depending on your translation, joint heirs with Christ. What does that mean? That means you get what he deserves. Oh, my goodness. But listen, if we're co-heirs, co-heirs, joint heirs, then it doesn't matter who grows the inheritance, we all reap a reward. Now, listen, it says we're co-heirs, and we have an inheritance. But you know that in Ephesians, it also says that Christ has an inheritance in us. Did you know that? Sandra knew it. <laughs> Paul praying for the Ephesians in 1 starting 17 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory there's that word again may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him who wants that? 
I think that means that he's about to open up some really profound, amazing stuff that God may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Thank you, Jesus. What is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? It keeps going. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Thank you, Jesus. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. You know, that we're co-heirs, and that, that means that Jesus has won this great reward. And we get to participate, we get to partake, excuse me, in that reward. How many people think that's amazing? It also says right here that he has an inheritance in the saints. Who's the saints? We are. Do you know that you have an ability to grow his inheritance? I don't know if you got that. Like, listen, we, you, we, are, we have an ability to grow Christ's inheritance. But it doesn't grow through a participation award. It grows because somebody is invested in glory. Realizing that, oh, the reason Christ is in me, because he wants to reveal to the world that there's a glory realm. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That I believe that God's doing something special. It's not exclusive because he's doing it the world over. That God is moving powerfully in Africa and powerfully in China and Latin America and Russia and Cuba and pretty much wherever there's people breathing, God's moving. Do you know that we are currently living in the greatest revival the world's ever known? That more, more is happening in the kingdom of God on planet Earth right now than, it, than in any time in history. Do you know that one of the differences between what's happening now and what's happening in moves of God that you heard of in the past is that what's happening today is not isolated to one city or one place. Like you can't call what's happening today like the Welsh revival or Azusa Street revival because it's not happening on one street. It's, it's happening the world over. My goodness, <laughs> have you heard about what God is doing in Africa? I mean, have you heard? Have you read the stories? Like, Reinhard Bunke seen millions of people born again in one night. Have you read about what God is doing in the underground church in China? I mean, it is insane what's happening. God is moving. And he's looking for investors. 
do you have a dream? <laughs> Thank you for the one lady that has a dream. I bless you. I bless you, Father. Fire a fall on her. Encounter her tonight, God. Fill her with increase. God, give her a fresh baptism in the Holy Ghost and power her, God, not to walk but to run into the fulfillment of that dream in Jesus' name. Now, does anybody else have a God dream? Okay, well, I bless you too. All right. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> where, where are we going? Where are we, where are we going? <clears throat> because you have a God dream, I have a God We have a God dream, but our dream is trying to catch up to God's dream. Look, for way too long, the church has lived like we have to convince God to come and do good things. As if it wasn't his idea in the first place. Whoa. Our idea is trying to catch up to his, but I want to I briefly read about some people in the Bible who were invested. Are you ready? In Acts 5... Verse 12, it says, And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared to join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. Now listen, check this out. So that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. My goodness. Can you believe for more? Because here's, here's a company of people who were invested, right? They're pressing in, pressing in. They're invested in glory. Look, they weren't just invested in church. <laughs> like they were pressing in for the presence. They were pressing in for the nearness of their father. They were pressing in for relationship. They were pressing in for him to invade their space, for him to be in the midst of them. They were pressing in for a relationship. They were invested even to the point, listen, can we dream higher? Because even to the point that it says they brought sick, and those, the sick and those who were tormented, and laid them out on beds and couches so that simply the shadow of Peter might pass by them. I love, I love what Pastor Bill says. He says, your shadow releases whatever overshadows you. <clears throat> but, listen, <laughs> oh man, I can, feel, I can feel some heads cracking and popping. God's expanding our capacity to dream. Listen, okay, listen, I've seen it happen. Now, when it says shadow, I actually, I actually believe that it's his proximity. But, but I've seen it happen. Not as much as I want to, 
but there's more to come. I've literally walked by people and they've gotten healed. Why? Because there was a place of investment. Not works. I didn't come like an employee, a place of investing into the nearness of my father. God, you're good. You want this more than I do. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You're madly in love with your children. Come and move mightily and wonderfully and powerfully through me so that you get glory. A place of investment. But I've seen it happen a number of times. It's a weird experience. You walk by somebody, they go, whoa, excuse me, what did you just do to me? I'm like, I'm not sure. I didn't even realize you were there. <laughs> when you walked by, all the pain left my body. Okay, thank you, Jesus. I've seen that. That's happened a few times. But lots of times, I've simply been in contact with somebody, put my hand on their shoulder, not even intending to pray, gave them a hug, and when I did unintentionally, they got healed. That's happened lots and lots of times. Why? Because God's taken us from glory to glory to more glory. <laughs> they simply laid the sick into the streets on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Now, I love, I love recognizing places in the Bible that call us higher. I love not, not to just skim and go, oh yeah, I know that one. I heard that one in Sunday school. Yep, that's right, Peter's shadow. No, no I don't want to know about Peter's shadow. I want to have that experience. And I remember having a heart a heart investment conversation with God. I would read this, and I'd read it, you know, hundreds of times before, but I read it one time, and I went, you know what? I don't get it. Have you ever had an honest conversation with God? I went, I went this, this is one of my favorite verses. This shadow healed people. That's awesome. So cool. But I had this moment where I'm like, I know about the verse, but I don't, how does that happen? Like, where's that place of breakthrough where that happens? I don't get it. And so I went to God, and I said, God, I don't get it. This is a promise. It's available. You're no respecter of persons. If you did it for Peter, you could do it for me. But I have to be honest with you, God. I know where it is in the Bible. I don't know how to access it. Where? I don't get it. God, teach me. I came to him like a child, and he's a good father. I didn't come to him like he didn't want to tell me. I came to him like I know he's going to tell me. <laughs> Ooh, that felt good to say. <laughs> and so I said, God, I, I'm being honest. I don't get it. How does this happen? Where is, where, like, give me revelation. Where is the key to this? And God said this. Are you ready? He said, go and read Mark 9. I said, uh, okay. <laughs> What's in Mark 9? And so I flipped over to Mark 9. <clears throat> he said, read the beginning. I said, okay. And it, Mark 9, and he, verse 1, and he said to them, Assuredly I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. Somebody say, with power. With power. Now after six days, Jesus took who? Peter. 
James and John and led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became shining, exceedingly white like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. And Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, because he did not know what to say. I love Peter. <laughs> for they were greatly af afraid. <laughs> Listen, God loves to use the foolish things to confound the wise. This is the same guy who God moves so powerfully through that his, that his shadow heals people, and he's over here mumbling like, I don't know what to say, so like, let's make tabernacles or something. <laughs> Because he did not know what to say, for they were greatly afraid. And a cloud came and overshadowed them. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. Awesome. I read that and I was like, oh yeah, this is one of my other favorite passages. I love this. This is awesome. I love Acts 5. I love this. I said, but I still don't get it. What does that have to do with Acts 5? And he said, read it again. And I read it again. I said, God, I still don't get it. He said, read it again. And I read it again. I said, God, what is happening here? What are you telling me? And God started to speak to me. He said, Peter was one who went up on the mountain with Jesus when the heavens opened. And he said, you got to understand, Peter didn't grow up in a Christian home. Peter didn't grow up. This, this Jesus thing was a complete mind shift for them. Right? Well, he grabbed a hold of Yes, he grew, he grew up in the Jewish tradition. But this was so fresh. This was so new that God was able to imprint on a fresh slate. And Peter went up on the mountain. And to them, this is Jesus' prayer life. And it says in the Bible over and over again that, that Jesus withdrew by himself to pray or Jesus went up on the mountaintop to pray. How many people know if the, you were the disciples, you'd be wondering what Jesus was doing up there? Listen, if I was Peter, I'd be like trying to sneak around the rock, hide behind the tree. You know, I have a pulley system set up. I'd be dropping down when Jesus is up there praying like, what is going on? This dude is walking on water and feeding the multitude, raising the dead. Like, what is he doing on the mountaintop? they got to wonder, are you with me? Yeah. So this moment, Jesus lets them in on it. He takes them up on the mountain with him, and they're up there, and the heavens open, and a cloud descends. Their, their, their clothes are transfigured. A cloud descends. They hear the voice of the Father, and Peter walks away from this experience going, this is what prayer looks like. Wow, so when Jesus then breathes on the disciples and says, as I was sent into the world, so I send you, and he says, receive the Holy Spirit, Peter has this in mind. When Jesus says to them, it's better for you that I go away, because when I go away, I'm going to send another, Peter had this in mind. When Jesus said, I've done my part, you now take the baton and go and run, Peter had this in mind. So, so Jesus excuse me, ascends to the Father, and Peter says, okay, it's my turn. And he goes in his room and he starts to pray. And it's not about praying hard, it's praying with a perspective. 
All Peter knew was the mountain. He's like, okay, well, I guess, like a child, I guess that's what prayer looks like. So I'm looking for the glory cloud. I'm looking, I'm looking for the glory cloud. When I go into prayer, when you go into prayer, are you looking for the glory cloud? He was looking for the glory cloud and he was looking for the voice of affirmation from the Father. And he didn't invest a little, he pressed in. And he went after heaven and God's coming and he, he's, he's pressing in and heaven's starting to crack open, not just over Jesus, but over Peter because Jesus came to be our example. He didn't come to say, this is what you can obtain. Okay, that didn't work. Listen. <laughs> he came to be our example and to invite us into something. So Peter's pressing in and the heavens are opening. And the glory cloud's coming in. The radiance of heaven. He's in the presence. He's in the glory. He's hearing the voice speak to him, not, not just to Jesus anymore, but to him. Peter, you are my son and who I'm well pleased. I'm with you. Greater things will happen through you. And he hears this and he, and he finally leaves his prayer closet and he starts walking down the street. And he's like, what are these sick people doing here? He didn't walk out trying to get his shadow to heal people. He was just lost with his father. And the end result is that when he steps out, God steps out with him. He stepped out overshadowed by the goodness of his father. Whoa. And therefore, his shadow released that goodness. Thank you, Jesus. His shadow released the goodness. All I want to, you say, Dad. <laughs> You're praying. I just want to ask you, are you invested? And listen, God's not, it's not about hours, it's about the heart. Look, if, look, look, there's something beautiful. There's something beautiful about having moments where you can spend three hours with God. Like, I, I encourage everybody in here to carve out time to do it. Maybe it's only once a month. But find a place to do it because something beautiful happens. But listen, you're, you're probably busy. You probably have a family, like... You got a lot of stuff going on. God knows it's the it's an investment of the heart. Don't feel bad if you don't have 2 hours to give every other day. That's not the point. The point is that when you close your door, you're looking for the cloud. Come on. Whoa. Cuz listen, it's cool. It's cool to have music on in the car while you're driving to work. Do that. It's cool to like, man, I got 10 minutes. Let me get a couple of verses in before I go to work. Do that. Don't, don't ever stop doing that. But let that be your foundation, not your mountaintop. <laughs> let your mountaintop be a mountaintop. Some of you got that. <laughs> Whoa. I just want to in invite you. It's an invitation. <clears throat> it's, just, it's just the recognition that that God has it available if you want to grab a hold of it. Yes. 
the thundering voice of the Father. <laughs> Listen. The invitation is... <laughs> He's like, okay, you like that? I'm a... When they get up here, they're like, we're going to follow your lead. And he did. Okay. <laughs> the invitation is that the Father has it. The Father has it. If you want to apprehend it. It's available. But listen, he's not looking for people who just want to participate. Like, hey, as long as I'm in the team photo, I'm good. Look, be in the photo. But what, who he's looking for are those who are invested. Those who are like, God, I'm going after the glory. Because I know the glory is what transforms everything. I know it's what releases the grace for reconciliation. If you want to be invested, the Father, I just want to invite you to stand to your feet tonight. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to be invested, I just, we're not going to take a long time. I just, I want you to give God an offering right now of worship. I want you to give God an offering of, of praise. You're giving him an offering. It's the, it's the two mites, but it's saying, God, I'm, I'm taking this serious. <laughs> I want to be invested so that we can see a great return. I just want us to worship, and I, the whole team isn't up here because you are the worship team. I don't want them to, to lead us as such, and you just participate, and I want us to worship the Father. I want you to worship the Father. So Caleb's gonna gonna sing a bit, but I want you just to lift up your own your own song, your praise. Just tell him that you love him. Let's just give him an offering of adoration right now. Can we do that together? Come on, just lift your lift your hands, lift your voice. Well, just give just give God an offering that comes from your heart right now. Thank you, Jesus. We exalt you in this place, God. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.